Welcome back to Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and today we are reprising our hotline bling. That's right. We are taking reader calls from our travel hotline, that one eight seven seven tpg trvl Yes, if you've got a question, you can call after you listen to this podcast and ask it now. And with me to help is my main guy at TPG for all of my travel. He is essentially the points guy, Zach Griff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. And after the break, we've got a special TPG PSA. That's the Points Guy Public Service announcement from Melanie Lieberman and Samantha Rosen from our travel section. They are sharing their favorite points tips, 2020 travel recs, their carry-on essentials, and their unexpected products that they can't travel without color me interested. I kind of want to hear what they have to say. Plus, we're going to wrap with how I book my holiday travels almost exclusively on points and miles. And if you don't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Brian Kelly, as well as at The Points Guy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Zach, thanks for joining us. I'm going to put you under the spotlight because you know what? I've been doing Talking Points for over a year now and... Like, I'm just so sick of carrying this whole podcast on my back, so it's time for me to just make you do all the work. How does that sound? Great. I'm ready for it. Real quick for the listeners, what is it like to manage to help me travel? What, what is it, well, how would you describe the process of, of working with me and my insanity? I would say that the biggest thing is changes. <laughs> changes but you know, like... I've got but that's what's great about miles and points, yeah. right? So, so you book something with with points. The change fee is often much lower uh, when booking with points than uh, if you were to just pay for the ticket. So, do you sometimes want to like pull your hair out when I when I change? But usually, there's a good reason behind it. Like sometimes, you know, hey, uh, space opened up with the better life flat seat. I'm going to leave in two hours. Book me No. All right, let's get to our first question from Molly in California. She's wondering if you can use the two hundred dollar airline credit from Amex Platinum for lounge membership. Hey, Brian. My name is Molly McCarthy, and I live in Oak Park, California. My question is how to use the $200 airline credit that you get with your American Express Platinum card. I'm wondering if I can use it towards the purchase of like a lounge membership at, say, Alaska, because we fly there a ton. So just wondering how best to use that up before the end of the year. Thanks a bunch. Love your podcast. Zach, before I let you answer, the interesting thing about the Amex Platinum $200 benefit is that it used to be a lot more flexible. You know, Amex, you know, even though it wasn't written in the rules, they would let you buy airline gift cards that would trigger the credit which for someone like me was great because I don't spend any money on check bags because I'm an elite member. Um, but things have changed as they do in the industry. Zach, first off, can you answer, can Molly use the $200 airline credit for lounge membership? And if not, where do you recommend that she use them? Yeah, for sure, Brian. So Molly, you can 100% use your airline fee credit 
for airport lounge day passes and annual memberships. So with the Amex airline credit, the first thing you're going to need to do before you purchase your lounge membership is select which airline you want the credit applied to. After you select that, and you can do that once a year in January or later in the year if you just signed up for a card, once you've selected that airline, then go ahead and purchase the lounge day pass or annual membership. You can also use that Amex airline credit for a bunch of other fees like check bag fees, some phone reservation fees, seat assignment fees, and we have a full guide at the points guy for you to check whether your fee will be covered by the Amex airline credit. And Zach, how would you say that the Amex Platinum airline credit relates, you know, especially in comparison to the other premium card benefits that are out there like reserve and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, Amex's airline fee credit is much more restrictive than the one that Chase and City offer with their top tier premium cards. On those cards, once you make an eligible travel charge, whether that's an Uber or an airline fee, or in some cases, even an airline ticket, you'll be reimbursed for the first $300 for the Chase Sapphire Reserve or $250 for the City Prestige card. Whereas with Amex, you first have to select which airline you want to apply that credit towards, and then you have to make an eligible charge for one of the subcategories that the airline credit applies to. Basically, my wish list for 2020 is that Amex makes their travel credit just like Chase or Cities. Thanks for that great question, Molly. Even though things have changed with Amex Platinum, I still keep mine. And I have the business Centurion, but yes, I pay a lot of money every year in credit card fees, but I make those cards work for me. Zach, do you have an Amex Platinum? I do, yeah. Personal version. Cool. All right, next question up from... Scott from New Jersey, and he's trying to go stay in the Bahamas around Christmas. Let's hear what his question is. Hi, my name is Scott, and I'm in New Jersey. I was trying to book a trip to the Bahamas at the new Bahamar, and it showed me the trip was $9,200 or 1.3 million miles on Amex, which isn't a good return. So I was thinking of booking it with Amex, getting five times the points, and then using current points at a one-for-one, which would cost me 900,000 points for so for that uh, to pay it off. Wondering if there's a better alternative. So the flight was from the New York City area to Nassau. It was for nine nights at the Rosewood in Bahamar, December 15th to Christmas Day. Thank you. That's a great question. You know, I really wish there was an app that would tell you, you know, you should pay for something versus use points and also whether you should transfer points or use points to a travel agency. I sense a little foreshadowing here because that's exactly what the TPG app is going to do, which is launching in early 2020. Enough self-promotion. Zach, can you help our friend Scott out? Should he redeem points? Where should he stay in the Bahamas? For sure. Bahamar is supposedly an awesome destination in the Bahamas. We have full reviews of all the hotels in Bahamar on the points guy. And my personal favorite for redeeming points is the Grand Hyatt Bahamar. First, the Grand Hyatt has great reward availability. You have two choices for using chase points at the Grand Hyatt in Bahamar. The first is that you could transfer them directly to Hyatt. And the, since the Grand Hyatt Bahamar is a Category 5 hotel, Free nights cost 20,000 points for a regular room or 32,000 points for a suite. 
The other alternative is if you have Chase's Sapphire Reserve card, you can redeem your Chase points directly through the Chase Travel Portal at a rate of one and a half cents per point and book the hotel directly through Chase's Travel Portal. The one thing to note is in that case, you'll be on the hook for taxes and fees and your Chase points will need to be used to cover those. Whereas if you were to send your points to Hyatt and redeem for a free night award, you won't be on the hook for taxes and fees. Always double check whether it makes sense to book directly through Chase or send your points to Hyatt. Zach, have you actually been to the Bahamas? Yeah, I grew up in South Florida, so getting to the Bahamas was really easy for us, and we could easily do it on a weekend. I've stayed at the Atlantis. I've also taken cruises that stopped in the Bahamas. And now that the Ocean Club has been renovated as a Four Seasons, I'm really looking forward to trying out that new Four Seasons. You haven't stayed at Bahamar, but you're a gambler like me. So is it on your to-do list for 2020? 100%. For those of you who don't know, Zach Griff is a fantastic blackjack player. And when we are together, it gets real, real quick. Zach, what are you, how would you describe my gambling style? I'd say you, you, go, you go big or you go home. I would say that's correct. All right, moving on. Our next question is from Lillian in NYC about redeeming her venture miles. Hi, my question is, I have about 75,000 Capital One Venture points, and I was wondering if it's enough to redeem for round-trip tickets to Rome, possibly, in at least premium economy sometime in January. Thank you. You know, this question probably isn't best answered by me anyway, since it's pretty rare that I redeem for economy transatlantic flights because... I don't fly economy to Europe. Actually, I will fly premium economy, though. My, my, my advice here would be, uh, based on the flights and availability, um, I know Norwegian has premium to Rome. Uh, I have flown, just this year, I flew uh, Norwegian JFK to Amsterdam in last minute. I mean, it was $700 last minute one way for premium. But if you can book in advance, um, you might just want to use those 75,000 points to pay for $750 worth of that Norwegian premium ticket. So Capital One just last year added transfer partners. The ratios are a little bit tricky for those of us, you know, because you earn two points and then they transfer at different ratios. Walk us through the ratios. And then is it really possible to go for 75,000 points at those ratios from the U.S. to Europe? Yeah. Capital One points are really useful in a lot of different ways. As you mentioned, you can use them now to transfer to different airline partners, and the ratios are pretty complex. So most Capital One points will transfer to airline partners at a two to one and a half ratio, except for a select few, which transfer at a reduced ratio of two to one. The airlines with reduced Transfer ratios are Emirates, JetBlue, and Singapore Airlines, but I wouldn't recommend sending your points to those airlines anyway. If you're looking to get to Europe in economy or premium economy class, two of the best Cap One transfer partners are Etihad and Air France. So Etihad partners with American Airlines, and Etihad has a pretty lucrative award chart for travel on American Airlines. In off-peak dates, it's only 20,000 miles one way from North America to Europe or vice versa. And during peak dates, it's 30,000 miles one way, again, from Europe to America or vice versa. 
With Air France's Flying Blue program, the best use of those miles is for promo rewards. What Air France will do is take a look at all the seats that are unsold for upcoming flights, and once a month we'll release these promo rewards that are valid for the entirety of you know, a month, and what they'll do is they'll discount typical award costs to something much lower, like 25 or 50% off, and that's when it makes most sense to transfer your Cap 1 points to Air France when you can redeem for a promo reward. Lillian only has 75,000 points, but for someone who has a lot more Capital One points, they want to fly business class to Europe, what would your recommendation be? And remember when I said that Etihad was a really great transfer partner for our economy redemptions on American Airlines? They're also really good for business class redemptions, in particular with Brussels Airlines. If you were to fly from Brussels to JFK, a route and flight that I just did a few months ago on Brussels Airlines reconfigured Airbus A330s, you're looking at 44,000 miles for that one-way journey. Not much compared to the 30,000 in economy that you'd have to pay if you were to fly with American Airlines. Great question, Lillian. I have a bunch of Capital One miles and Zach's sage advice is already having me think differently about how to use them. All right, let's get on to Vaughn from Seattle, and we get this one a ton. Hey, this is Vaughn from Seattle. I have a multi-layered question about planning a Chase Sapphire sign-up bonus strategy. I walked into the Chase ecosystem with a strong handful of Amex cards, which included, among others, the Amex Platinum and Amex Gold. So since I was already paying a combined $800 plus in Amex annual fees, I opted for the lower annual fee of the Chase Sapphire Preferred over the Reserve. I have since realized that despite its higher annual fee, the Reserve would actually bring me more value than the Preferred, even as I still carry my premium Amex cards. Since you can only have one Sapphire card at a time, as one approaches the end of the 48-month bonus restriction, is it a valid strategy to downgrade the Preferred to a Freedom before applying for the Reserve in order to get the sign-up bonus? If so, here are four subsequent questions. One, how long do you have to wait after downgrading the Preferred before applying for the Reserve, or can it be done essentially on the same day? Two, what happens to your ultimate rewards points during that process? Three, in the rare instance that the application for the reserve is denied, can the previously downgraded preferred be upgraded back from the freedom to the preferred? And then lastly, and maybe more importantly, four, can I upgrade my preferred to the reserve now so I reap the boosted benefits, and then once I've passed the 48 months, downgrade the reserve to a freedom and then apply for the reserve anew? Thanks for all that you guys do. Great question, Vaughn. You know, you really have to be careful about which Chase cards you apply for, and they don't always let you downgrade right away to a certain product. So you got to follow the rules carefully. And here's Zach to explain what you need to know to do that. You're right, Brian. This one is a pretty complex one. First things first, you can only get the sign-up bonus once per family of Chase cards, only once for every 48 months. Also, you can't get a sign-up bonus if you still have a Sapphire card. So the first thing to do is take that preferred that you've hopefully signed up for a while ago and downgrade that to another one of the Chase cards, and I'd recommend either the Freedom or the Freedom Unlimited. Once you've downgraded the card, then you can sign up for the Reserve, assuming that you fit into those other qualifications that we just discussed. In my experience, the downgrade process hasn't taken more than a day or two, but you should wait a few days to make sure that everything is set on Chase's systems before applying for that new Sapphire card. 
One last thing to note is that you can't downgrade a chase card if you've had it for less than a year, but that shouldn't be one of your concerns, Vaughn, because you won't get the sign-up bonus for the Sapphire Reserve card if you've gotten the sign-up bonus for the Sapphire Preferred card within the last 48 months. All right, our last question today is from Jacob in Tennessee, and he's a small business owner. Hey, Brian and the TBG team. My name is Jacob, and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a small business owner, and I'm trying to figure out if I'm better off using my Chase Sapphire Reserve or my Chase Business Inc. card for business meals. On the one hand, I get three times the points using the reserve, but on the other hand, I can write off half of the meal costs from the business. Curious what you recommend. Thanks so much. By the way, we've got a brand new TPG small business focused Facebook group. So if you're a member of the TPG lounge on Facebook and you're a small business owner, you want to also join our TPG small business. And we also have TPG family and a couple more coming soon. We're all about community and community is going to be an even bigger focus as we go into 2020. But no more promoting. Here's Zach to answer the actual question. That was a great question. We think you should still use your Chase Sapphire Reserve and write it off as a business expense. Expenses don't have to be on a business card to be eligible to be written off. And to all of you small business owners, make sure you join that TPG lounge that Brian was talking about. It is led by our very own Richard Kerr, and he's got awesome tips and tricks for small business owners. And that wraps this episode of Hotline Questions. Thanks to everyone who called in. If your questions didn't get answered this episode, fret not. We still have them and may use them in a future episode. But if you have a question, you know, want to share a secret or just let me hear your precious voice, just call us at 1-877-TPGTRVL and leave us your questions. We're going to have a bunch more of these reader questions coming up in 2020. Coming up after the break, our travel team shares their best points, tips, and more. All the airlines have shopping portals where you can earn bonus miles on virtually any purchase. And I'll give a quick rundown of my holiday travels. Spending about five nights in Jaipur with Kailash Satyarthi, who is India's first Nobel Peace Prize winner. And I'll see you after the... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, Talking Points listeners, we're back, and I'm handing the mic off to Samantha Rosen and Melanie Lieberman so we can hear their points tips, 2020 travel recs, and carry-on essentials. Take it away, ladies. Thank you, Brian. This is Melanie, and I'm here with Samantha from the travel team. We are excited to talk about our tips and tricks for earning points and miles this holiday season because, believe it or not, somehow the holidays are already here. So we're going to go through a few of our favorite tips and tricks, uh, things you may not be aware of or that you simply forgot about since last year. Samantha, you like to shop. I do. (laughs) Probably too much for my own good. What are some of your tips and tricks for earning points and miles during the holidays? 
So I think the first thing that I always tell people is that you absolutely have to go through a shopping portal. All of the airlines have shopping portals where you can earn bonus miles on virtually any purchase. So let's say you want to buy something from Bloomingdale's. And instead of just going to Bloomingdale's.com, uh, you go to Delta Shopping Portal if that's your preferred airline or, you know, whatever your preferred airline is and just shop through the portal. It directs you, you know, straight to the site and you can buy exactly what you need and you just earn more bonus miles on that purchase. So, you know, they add up over time. Definitely. You know, one of my favorite things is during the holidays is just go through all my credit cards and make sure I've added all of the offers that, yeah. you know, can actually really apply if you're doing a lot of holiday grocery shopping and you can get bonus points at ShopRite, yeah. which is where I spend all of my money. <laughs> Home Depot. <laughs> and Home Depot. You can you can actually earn bonus points on at stores or on categories that you wouldn't normally with your credit cards that you already have. Those so, Amex offers are like my best friend. They like are I love checking those. Amazing. Sometimes they're a little weird. Yeah, but. like the Chuck E. Cheese one. <laughs> but in case you need a Christmas pizza, there you, you go. You never know. Always need a Christmas pizza. Definitely. And, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the Saks Fifth Avenue credit. That's my favorite. It is a I great think that's one. really my favorite perk of the Amex Platinum. What have you purchased with your $50? This is actually probably one of, like, my favorite hacks ever. It's not really a hack as much of it's just like, oh, my God, I didn't realize you can do that. So I love the Diptyque candles. Okay, so they retail for 65 right? And you get the $50 every six months. So $100 in total if you have the Amex Platinum. So 65 minus 50 is $15. Um, you have to pay shipping and taxes. But also most of the time you can also get 10% off by signing up for Saks emails, which is what I did the other day. So I think I got a $65 candle for like $10. And best part is that with your Amex card, you got access to something called Shop Runner, which gives you your delivery in two days. Love that so, expedited delivery for love, those last minute holiday gifts. Love a good expedited delivery. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered my expensive bougie candle on Monday and it was delivered on Wednesday. And one thing that you have taught me about is uh, connecting your credit card to dining programs. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? This is my other favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> so, so I'm a big fan of the restaurant app called Resi. It's pretty big in New York and LA. For those of you that are listening that aren't in those cities, I'm, it, they're in a few all over the country, um, but they're, they're building it up. But I love it, A, because you can put a notify on. So like, let's say you go to check to make a dinner reservation for a few days out and there's nothing available, you can like press this little button that says notify me if anything opens up. So airlines, take note. Um, but they actually had a promotion this summer where you can earn bonus Amex points just by linking your accounts because Amex actually acquired the app a few months ago. All of these things add up over time. Definitely. And I think, you know, just remembering that your credit cards have a lot of secret benefits secret and powers. perks secret powers really that's a do. great way to put it and so it can really help you during the holiday shopping yeah. season oh and don't forget the the chase freedom too they're having 5x at department stores which is so well timed so go so through perfect. the airline shopping portal without your chase freedom <laughs> <laughs> your wallet's gonna get a workout but it's okay <laughs> you're gonna earn points Amazing. Uh, and then, you know, a couple other things that you can do in addition to going through shopping portals or adding offers to your credit card is that you can 
connect your accounts to Lyft, yes. which I Game think changer. is a really big tip, especially for people who live in the city and use a lot of ride-hailing totally. apps. Uh, have you done that, Sam? Yeah, I think it's also really underrated. Like, I don't think people realize that. So you can link your Lyft account to Delta and Hilton. So not only do you earn Delta miles, but you earn Hilton points. <laughs> Which is everything I want for the holiday season, I, personally. I wish, I wish you guys could see our podcast producers' faces right now. Because <laughs> they're both freaking out. They didn't know. <laughs> Love it. All right. So are you traveling anywhere for the holidays? Um, I'm probably just going to go home. I live pretty close to the city, so spend some time with family. But I am going to Aruba Ooh, in January. That sounds so very I'm nice. sit on the beach for a few days. Do you have any favorite packing tips and tricks? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know that are all listening, but I went on this crazy trip to Bangkok a few months ago where I flew um, seven flights in coach in four days. And when I tell you that I literally would not have made it through the trip without this foot sling that I ordered from Amazon, I think it was like 10 or $15 maybe. It was a game changer because you're sitting in those, those tiny economy seats especially on those long flights. Like you want to stretch your legs out and give yourself a little like comfort do not get on your next flight without getting one of these foot slings. I swear to God, like it will change your life. I also always tell people like make yourself at home on your flight. Like obviously don't like unpack your entire suitcase and like set up shop, but like get a blanket, get a pillow, like make yourself comfortable, wear, you know, soft, easy clothes so that you can fall asleep, especially on long haul flights. Like the last thing that you want to feel is totally out of your element, out of your routine. So all of these little things kind of make you feel a bit more comfortable in your long journey. So yeah. I'm taking all that with me. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I have to admit that I am not great at packing, you know, items, especially for the plane. Really? I get all the essentials in there, but I've never been good about packing neck pillows or foot slings or any of these other crazy contraptions you kids are very always talking about. You kids. <laughs> so why don't I'm you very tell me what you packed? This. Okay. I know it's sort of a dark secret because it's not the thing you're supposed well, to no. say, but here we are. Here so. we are on a podcast. Um, <laughs> wait, you, you don't bring a neck pillow? I don't bring a neck pillow. I usually so, just wait until my neck cramps up. And I get that. I, I, <laughs> think, I complain. I think neck pillows are one of those things where it's like, it's either really going to make or break your flight. And like you either have one that you hate or you love because there's so many different varieties sure. of them. I have one that's memory foam and I love it. It's really soft and it's like plush. So it's not one of those like weird ones that have all the, it's like beans. I, I, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like a beanie baby, but then that's Yeah. Pillow. Like I don't know the other material that it is, but I, the other ones are, but I don't like that. And like big fan of the memory foam one. I think one thing that's really important for travelers to remember is that Travel, especially during the holiday season, can be a little unpredictable. Totally. So I always want to remind and travel and very stressful. Yeah. Um, no matter how well prepared you are, you can just never anticipate some of the things that nope. will happen. Uh, so I always, always encourage travelers to make sure they're wearing clothes that are comfortable, lots of layers, mm -hmm. you know. And bring a change of clothes. And bring a change of clothes. Always a bring a change of clothes. A little bottle of mouthwash. I totally messed that up last summer. It can be the difference between yep. being like, okay, you know what? I've got a layover or a delay. I can survive this. Or and they lost my bag for a day because that happened to yours truly and I had nothing to wear. Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> tough situation to be in. Yeah, it was, it was not ideal. <laughs> and, and I didn't pack anything extra. Depending on how you book Never your again. trip, you might have a credit card that this comes with trip protections. Yeah, I, I did get some money back. Yep, and yep. that can be a game changer as well. Definitely yeah. softens the blow. Yep. So are you a check-a-bag kind of person or do you like to carry on? So I really was a, a check-a-bag person and then I was like, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> I was 
<laughs> I was bringing too much stuff with me and it was like slowing down the trip. And so I forced myself to like just stick with the carry on. And I did the trick where like you roll your clothes instead of like fold them neatly. Have you ever heard of this? Yo, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Excellent hack. Of course. <laughs> so I, I did that and like it worked perfectly. And I'm so glad I did that because my bags would have gotten lost. Like there's no question. Yeah. So the more stops you have on an itinerary, the totally. more room there is for error. Definitely. On the part of the And airlines. especially at this time of year when like the weather is crazy and there's delays and cancellations, like make your life easier and just fit it on a carry-on yeah like unless you're going away for like a month or something like if you're only going away for a week just make it work you're probably going to be spending most of the time on the couch with your family anyway so definitely and I have completely transitioned to having a backpack Ooh. as my personal oh, you love item your back- which, I, which backpack do you have Mel well <laughs> since you asked I have a Dagny Dover backpack uh it is my second one because I want all the colors um, <laughs> I like collect backpacks the way kids used to collect Pokemon so I love this bag it is neoprene it's super comfortable and it has lots of pockets and uh has a lot of stretch it's so you can beautiful really, bag it is a fantastic backpack uh basically a pocket for every imaginable item you know, and, things do, don't and just it sits on the back the of the suitcase, right? And they have in the newest version. Yeah, a, I, just, I just got that one. <laughs> it is a great bag. Uh, and so, yes, it has a slot so that you can slide it over the handles of your carry on. I love that because my bag always falls so, off. Yeah. And then I'm like that person that's like stumbling at the end of the gate. Trying oh, to get are on the you plane. that person? I, am, I know. Oh, Sam. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. <laughs> I know. I know you. <laughs> But, we're, but now, now I have the bag. So now every, now every, that you have this backpack, everything will change. Everything's going to be better now. I, I think that suitcases have come a long way and being thoughtful about your carry-on and baggage choice oh, can make yeah. a big difference. Totally. I insisted on carrying a duffel for years because I just, oh, no. I know it oh, was no. it was bad. And then I was like, there's a reason people put their suitcases on wheels. And uh, I have a Calpac bag you that live I and love. You learn. Yeah, and, that's um, a good one. It's a great bag. But I think just having something that, you know, is easily recognizable yeah. on the baggage carousel if you do get gate checked or if you do have to check a bag mm-hmm. you know having something that really stands out especially during the holidays when yeah. everybody's crowded around and everyone has the same black bag everyone has the same black bag and everybody just wants to get home to the pie mm-hmm. that's oh, i love the really pie. the pie is i want to get home to the why pie we're here and <laughs> <laughs> the stuffing uh you know yeah the only thing i ever really pack reliably for an airplane are a few like low sugar protein bars yeah i my biggest fear in life is getting stranded without food and going hungry so i always have a ton of protein bars with me and and a book and usually airport food is like not even just gross but like really unhealthy lots of sodium so much sodium and just like carbs everywhere like who needs a chocolate chip cookie at seven o'clock in the morning everyone needs an auntie ann's pretzel this is all times of the day melanie is the biggest auntie ann's fan so before we turn it back to Brian, let's give our listeners a few 2020 travel recs. Samantha, what's on your mind for next year? So you're not going to be surprised by this at all because you know I'm obsessed with it, but Japan. Samantha loves Japan. I love Japan. I, I went there over the summer and like it was literally the most incredible trip I've ever been on. Like the people were just so warm, so friendly. Like the food was amazing. Obviously, I'm, you know, more or less pretty into food and by that I mean I'm very into food (laughs) um and just like it's so beautiful and there's so many different things to see and do and shopping and it's just such a fun place and I think with the Olympics coming up next summer it's really going to be like an all-time place to see so be proactive book your trip sooner rather than later before the prices skyrocket but 
you know, you're going to have an amazing time. And side note, keep your eyes peeled for a guide <laughs> from yours truly about all the things to eat, see, do, where to stay, all the things. It's coming yeah. soon. Tokyo is a really great destination for next year. I mean, you mentioned the, the Olympics. Best. There are multiple business and even first class award seats available. Uh, every major carrier flies there. It's yeah. really a great and opportunity for you know, travelers have a luxurious experience totally. flying overseas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are great places to redeem your points, like yep. the Andas and the Comrade in Tokyo. Love the Conrad. Excellent It's amazing. Property. So amazing. We've seen a lot of deal alerts there recently, too. So you don't even have to splurge on, you know, business or first class seats to get there. We've had deal alerts, I think, for like five or six hundred dollars around trips. So, yeah. You can, you know, make it work, take your foot sling with you, and you'll be good. Absolutely. <laughs> I am so excited for Argentina in 2020. Did you book it? I am working on good. it. It's, it's a project. Yeah. But I think Argentina is going to be one of the hottest destinations for 2020. It's where you can go in 2020 to see the total solar eclipse. Chile had a really big year last year, and I think this is going to be Argentina's chance to shine. Uh, the exchange rate for Americans is really favorable, and it's just a completely beautiful destination and uh, I think that's going to be a real hit with travelers next year it's on my list too you've inspired me I think uh, I think I? I need I need to make that happen I think we should probably talk about flights after yes. this after this podcast and PTO <laughs> <laughs> So I think that just about wraps it up for us today, but be sure to follow us on social media if you want more travel tips and tricks. You can find me at Melanie Taryn on Instagram and Twitter. Seriously, follow Mel on Insta. She's killing it. Oh, Sam. <laughs> you have all the good travel tips. What a compliment. You really are. I'm glowing. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Samantha underscore Rosen. And then on Twitter, I'm Samantha Rosen underscore. Someone has the Samantha Rosen you Twitter need to account. talk to that person about they that. They haven't tweeted since like 2009. So oh. we're trying to get that back. If anyone can help me, you know, you, now you know where to find Now it. you know where to find Samantha. <laughs> so help we, her get her handle that. back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Happy holidays. Thanks, Sam and Melanie. This year, you know, I've traveled a good amount. And 2020 is going to be insane. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to be launching, or should I say relaunching the TPG app. We have been working around the clock to build insanely cool tools on how to track your points, use your points. I can't even begin. That's going to be a whole other podcast episode. So 2020 is going to be nonstop. I'm ready to sprint to get this app to be the number one travel app. So I'm taking three weeks in December, uh, right after the TPG Awards. I'm hopping on an Etihad A380. And I'm working with the Etihad team, and I'm hopeful that uh, we're going to get some sort of upgrade to the residence, and I will be sharing that crazy experience along the way. So I'm spending five nights at the JW Marriott Maldives. Really excited. It'll be my fourth time back to the Maldives. So after the Maldives, I am finally getting back to India. This trip, I'm going to be doing something really, really special with a uh, very special exile who lives in India. And I'll leave it at that. I'll be sharing on social media and then spending about five nights in Jaipur with Kailash Satyarthi, who is India's first Nobel Peace Prize winner. He's an incredible guy. Him and his wife have saved over 90,000 children from child slavery and child labor. So I'm gonna spend some time exploring Jaipur. Gotta hit up Agra to see the Taj Mahal. Then off to New Delhi, and then my good friend, Bruce Starr is getting married on New Year's Eve in 
Tel Aviv. So I'm going to go from Delhi to Tel Aviv. I don't talk about the hotels I'm staying at before I leave them. So follow along on social at Brian Kelly for all of the details of this trip. And as Zach mentioned earlier, they're always subject to change. So I'm going to be flying some cool airlines, Air India, and I may even give El Al a second chance on my flight home, even though I'm booked through London, trying out a brand new business class product. I'm already exhausted at my trip and probably won't want to connect coming home after a long three weeks away. So Zach, just FYI, the wheels are already turning to change that award trip home after New Year's to a nonstop. And Zach's here, so I'm going to have him go through the logistics of how we did all this. We're going to run through this really quickly, but rest assured this was a pretty complex itinerary to get booked. Brian's going to fly from New York to Abu Dhabi to the Maldives. So we've booked Etihad's apartments for 207,500 Etihad points transferred from Amex. I know that you can book it through American Airlines, but Brian's hoping to get upgraded to the residence. So we wanted to book directly through Etihad. Once in the Maldives, Ryan's going to spend five nights at the brand new JW Marriott Maldives. With Marriott Redemptions, you always get the fifth night free. So Brian's paying 85,000 Marriott points per night, and he'll get his last night free. And once Brian's ready to leave the Maldives, we're doing something a little bit illogical. Brian's going to go from the Maldives to Dubai and then to India. And the reason he's going to do that is because he wanted the most comfort for those short overnight flights. So Brian's going to fly from the Maldives to Dubai and then from Dubai to India. Because it's what's considered backtracking, we had to purchase two separate itineraries for each of those sectors. And each one of those costs 52,500 Emirates points, again, transferred from American Express membership rewards. Once Brian's ready to leave India, he's going to fly on Air India and business class on their Pretty new nonstop flight from Delhi to Tel Aviv. And then right now, Brian's booked leaving Tel Aviv on Virgin Atlantic's brand new A350. But TBD, because as I said, he loves making changes. That's it for this episode. Thanks again to the best podcast team in the biz, Caroline Chagrin, Margaret Kelly, and my amazing assistant, Christy Matsui. Thanks to Samantha Rosen and Melanie Lieberman for dropping your awesome travel wisdom and tips. Huge thanks to Zach Griff for basically doing all the hard work of this episode. You inspire me, Zach. Keep up the hard work, and maybe one day you'll be flying into residence on behalf of TPG. I said maybe. I did not make a commitment. And thank you guys for calling in, and safe travels to you all wherever you're going, or even for those who are staying home with family. To me, spending time with my nieces and nephews is my favorite thing, and that's what I'm doing this Thanksgiving weekend, but I look forward to getting back out on the road. I'm Brian Kelly. Safe travels, everyone. 